0: Hello and welcome. It is a great day. This is the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. As always, this is your host, Paris Grant. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another thing that makes today so very special is that this is actually the five-year anniversary of this podcast. Yes, yes, the very first episode was released on January 1st, 2017. Now, there's been a little bit of hiatuses I'm not sure if that's the plural version of that here and there, but I thank you guys so much for sticking with me through the interviews, through all the different topics, all the different things that we've gone over. And it is my prayer that over the course of this time that um, I've added some value to your financial lives. I've helped you learn about something that you wouldn't know about otherwise, because ultimately this reason for this podcast is so that we can all prosper together. So I thank you so much for tuning in. And it's a really cool concept of releasing episodes at the first day of the new year. The new year is synonymous with goal setting in all different areas of life. We got physical, spiritual, relationships, career, and of course, finances. But before getting into this episode, something I do want to encourage you in is when it comes to setting your goals is I really want Everybody to achieve whatever the goals are, and there's no such thing as a bad financial goal. But I think that it could be very easy to fall into the trap of saying, Okay, I'm gonna save more money, I'm gonna pay off debt, I'm gonna start investing. And while these are great goals to have, I think it's very important that we set smart goals. Now, this might be an acronym you might have heard before, but I believe that repetition is the mother of all learning. So, SMART is an acronym, right? The S is for specific, right? Don't say that you want to save more money. Set a specific dollar amount. I want to save X amount of dollars. I want to pay off this much debt. Be as specific as possible because that will help you to actually really anchor in on it and really actually get it done. The M is for measurable. This needs to be something that you can track and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be an Excel spreadsheet. It could just be like, you know, a a notebook that you have, but something that you can measure your progress over the course of time. The A is for attainable. Now, I think it's very important that your goals should stretch you. Your goals should cause you to change. If it doesn't scare you, if it doesn't change you, you know, you're not gonna be able to grow through it. But be realistic, you know, um, try to set goals that are that you can actually realistically achieve so that you don't get discouraged as you attain these different goals. The R is for relevant now in this day and age, we have so much access to all these different sorts of financial advice, all these different financial stories. It can be very easy for us to want to adopt other people's financial goals. We see, okay, this person saying, you got to save this much. I got to have this much, but really and truly like your financial situation is unique to you. So make sure that whatever your financial goals are, are specific to your financial situation. And the T is for time bound, right? Just because you set a goal this year does not mean that uh, you have to accomplish it this year. It's great if you do, but When you don't have that time attached to it, you can say something like, I'm going to save up $10,000. And that could be over the course of 20 years, 50 years. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but when you have a time attachment to it, you're able to hold yourself more accountable. You have something that you're really measuring it against, and it will kind of push you and propel you into accomplishing your goals. Now, in the beginning of the year, like I said, a lot of our goal, we have a lot of financial goals. And you know, some of it can be trying to build up our savings. Some of us have debt that they want to see gone or reduced. Some of us have investment goals. Maybe it involves hitting a certain percentage increase, or maybe we just want to get started. And I think that the beautiful thing about this episode is that it goes all back to the very beginning because I feel like where it comes to where you get started and where you can get high returns, it's all from the very same place. So I'm super excited to share this episode with you. I'm super excited that you guys are here for another year. And I Pray that I can continue to add some value and that this can be a year of prosperity. This is the Millennial to Millionaire podcast. And here we don't keep it 100. We keep it 1 million. Now. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're somebody who's never even put a dollar towards the stock market, something that you may have heard about or probably have heard about is the S&P 500. Now, what is the S&P 500? It is a market index that tracks the value of 500 corporations. That's where the 500 comes from, that are listed on the New York Stock Exchange. More than $5 trillion follow it through passive funds. Now, think of the 500 biggest companies. And that's what makes up the S&P 500. It's constantly cycling, so it's not always the same thing. But more or less, the companies within them are the same. And this provides a really good indicator of how the stock market is doing. Now, how can you put your money into it? There's different ETFs that track it via Vanguard or... um, you know, you can go on Robinhood and really just put in S&P 500. You might find some leveraged ETFs for it. You can invest in mutual funds that track it directly. These are all different benchmarks where you're investing and it's literally going to get the exact return or close to the same return of the S&P 500 as a whole. Um, you can also you can own partial shares or you can own it outright. And doing this is a really great way. It's a very simple way. And it's the way that uh, a lot of people are advised to invest when they're first getting started because it gets you exposure to the markets and you're going to get the general market average. Now, the reason why I say that whether you're chasing returns or you're just looking to get started, the S&P 500 is really both of them because it actually returned 27% this year. Now, I can't look at all your individual portfolios, but I really want you to look and say, did you do better or worse than 27% this year? And this isn't to make you feel bad. And if anything, it's honestly just pretty incredible in and of itself. This is the third consecutive year of double digit gains for this index, and in most calculators, when it comes to investing in the stock market, you're expected to get an average of eight to ten percent. If you're being really generous, right? Even on the even the eight percent is being a pretty generous estimate. So this is about three times that for the third consecutive year. The S and P five hundred did great, and you know, and just for reference, the average stock funds that you know track different other sorts of benchmarks or might just be like you know, um, you know, a combination of all different kinds of stocks. They've been up about 17.8%, which means that taking this more simple approach to investing yields better results by about 10%, which is awesome. And I think that in the beginning of the year, it could be very easy for us to want to try out all these different things. We might want to invest in crypto or real estate. And we're going to talk about that throughout the year because it is very important. But I believe that the S&P 500 is such a crucial part of any portfolio, literally because it's the simplest way and you're getting awesome returns. Now, why is it giving such awesome returns? Let's really dig deep into it. And it's not so it's because it's not completely perfect. Right. And again, none of these returns are going to be guaranteed. So it might not do the same this year. But it is important to note that it's done the same way for the past three years. Now, what's behind this performance, it is a little wearing. There's actually five key drivers, five key uh, drivers to this amazing growth. And it's five companies out of the five hundred. That are really driving it. And that's Microsoft, NVIDIA, Apple, Alphabet, you know, Google and Tesla. They all account for more than half of the game. Now, what does this mean? Why am I mentioning this? Like I said, the purpose of the S&P 500 is to track the general uh, health of the stock market of like, the index should be, you know, synonymous with the actual stock market itself. So the reason why this isn't the best news to hear is that if it's only attached to five companies that are driving more than half the growth, that means that really and truly if those companies end up not doing so well, there goes all like a good amount of your returns. You're looking at less than the 17.8 that the average stock fund has. Now, with this, uh, so there's a lot of fragility here. There's a lot of vulnerability. There's a lot of, I guess, room for error. But these are stocks that you probably heard of. And for that reason, you can even take the approach of investing in these companies directly. They are more like growth stocks. So you're they're going to be expensive and your returns are never going to be guaranteed. But I do believe that if you're a new investor, investing in individual stocks can be a, can be pretty risky. The S&P 500 provides a lot of diversification. And even if you are um, a more seasoned investor, you have a great portfolio. I think that having a foundation in the S&P 500 is super important now. How is the S&P 500 going to do this year? The one thing I think that will always be true about the stock market is that no one can ever really tell you how it's going to do. Right. Something that uh, it's not something anyone can predict. Something that uh, a lot of people are looking at is the current rate of inflation. Right. Corporate earnings have the potential to worsen uh, with ongoing inflation. But earnings overall, as well as profit margins, have actually been exceeding expectations. Now, this is my first episode of the year, and I, and I do want to talk a lot more about, you know, other kind of investment alternatives. I think that uh in my last in one of the episodes I did about my best financial decisions of 2021, it was actually exploring these different financial products. But I don't want that to take away from the fact that investing can be very simple. And just because it's simple doesn't mean it won't be profitable. So whatever your goals are for this year, if it involves investing more, if it involves, you know, finding another place to put your money, I definitely think the S&P 500 is a great place to start. So uh, in subsequent episodes, I'm going to be talking about things like, you know, real estate, Bitcoin, gold, oil, all these other cool things that you can invest in. But I do. I think that it makes sense to set the tone with the most simple approach that will actually also give you great results. That's all I got for you guys for today. Thank you so much. Let's crush this new year. And let's remember that this is the Millennials Millionaire podcast. And here we don't keep it 100. We keep it one million.